0: Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together.
1: All right. It's good to be back.
0: Good job, Mike. Did you like that? I did like yes, that, okay. yes.
1: you okay. You actually looked shocked when I said the all right.
0: I really didn't think you would do it, yeah. I,
1: well, I was whispering, I'm not going to do it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so that's why I so, thought that, yeah. Anyway, we are here. This is going to be a fun day. We have a jam-packed episode of we Unpacking do. Sunday today. We are bringing in... Why are you laughing, Luke? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, well,
0: okay. we're very excited for okay, the topic yeah.
1: of suffering. Yeah, we are yeah. talking about suffering today. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just excited because we've got a few guests yes. today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have Elsie who Elsie ju- Quick. Elsie Quick I love had- the
1: name Elsie Quick.
0: It's so like, boom. It's like Nest Quick Boom. It's just a gets a quick you places name. fast. Yeah. Elsie is like one of the most amazing people we have at our church. Not that it's a competition, everybody. Right. It's not. Not <laughs> going to crack a joke, yeah. but it's not a competition. But her life story and her commitment to her ministry is, is so cool. Yeah. And just the fruit that she's seen through it. And right. I'm sure you guys are going to get into it a we'll little bit We'll do like a deep. quick recap yeah, of her so ministry maybe we'll, when she's here. Exactly. So but we'll she's here that, to talk but.
1: to us all about this opening of Romans chapter 5, where we're actually told that we have peace with Christ. Mm. And so therefore we can rejoice in our suffering. What a weird thing to say.
0: Oh, What a weird. And what of like the most difficult concepts to to actually be joyous in a time of deep, deep pain.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Yep. So that's why we brought in an expert like Elsie. And then after we talk to Elsie, we're going to talk to...
0: Richard. Yes. We have Richard Beach coming in, who's another congregant here at the church, who just recently went through Why Jesus and got baptized. And yeah, he's just an amazing guy. So he's going to come and share a little bit about his testimony as well. I'm excited to, to sit down and chat with him in a little bit.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be a fun day. So let's welcome Elsie. All right, everybody. I'm here with Elsie Quick. Elsie, do you want to say hi to everybody?
2: Hello. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, it's good to have you. So Elsie, we just were chatting and we realized we started coming to CRCF around the same time in 2016. So you've been at the church for a while and I know um, you have been in ministry for a long time, doing a number of things. So maybe you could just share with the listeners who've maybe not met you before, uh, what kind of ministry do you do? Uh, what are you up to outside of being here on a Sunday morning?
2: Yeah, we. I came in, in 2016 when I actually moved to New Westminster from downtown uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there since 1994 mm-hmm. doing... Uh, outreach and various 12-step kind of things that help people understand that uh, there's more to their life than what they thought wasn't there, what mm-hmm. the, what addiction stole from them. Um, but we saw our efforts going more and more into work in the prisons. And uh, with time on the road, we just wanted to get closer to the prisons. So it made sense to move to New Westminster. Right. So that's when we came here. And um, and so we do, we do uh, a regular series of chapel services yeah. in prisons. And we also produce... Um, uh, daily meditations for people who are struggling, yeah. both those that are inside and those that are struggling in the community, and we're just amazed at what God has done for that. And I've just finished actually up the print for May; okay. it's ready to mail. Awesome. So m- more than four thousand copies are going to go out. That's amazing. Of, yeah, that's amazing. All across amazing. Canada. Right? All across Canada. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, you guys do awesome work, and you guys have actually written a devotional book too. We have Life yeah. with God in Recovery. That's, that's what it's correct. Called? Yeah. And. Amazon.ca, you can buy it. Just give me a thumbs up. Can we put a link to it in the description? Yeah, we can. Okay. So people can find your guy's book uh, if they follow the link in the description of this episode. But we invited you here because uh, we'd love to hear your insight. We have launched back into Romans. We've been in a series on Romans for a while now. And we're in Romans chapter five. And the opening of Romans five presents for us like some challenging things that maybe we don't love to hear, or that are challenging for us to live out. You know, Paul tells us that we have found peace with God, and because now we have full access to God that was purchased for us by Jesus Christ, but also as a result, that means that we then also rejoice in our suffering, he says. And and that's
2: where I said to you a few moments ago, I I have to confess, I don't live up to that part very well. No, that's the
1: challenging part, (laughs) right, was that we would rejoice in suffering. And he gives us all this list of things. I'll just read it out. It says, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. But this whole idea of suffering, especially, I think, as Christians who have a good God, but we live in a hard world. Uh, what are your first kind of thoughts when you read a scripture like this?
2: Well, my first thought is I can't imagine how Paul, who mm, wrote this, right, how he went through everything he went through. Because yeah. he, in several places in the Bible, gives these long lists of, of, of things that he went through, which right. is way more than any of us are ever going to go through. Yes. And then when I, when I read these, I often I, I think of the persecuted church. Mm-hmm. And I just was um, a few days ago, actually, was just looking at uh, listening to some stories of people and some of the the difficulties they've gone through Mm -hmm. um, because they put their faith in Jesus. And it just reminds me, Elsie, keep looking. Mm -hmm. There has to be more even than what you know. Yeah. You know, that, that that people are willing who know so little about Jesus and yet mm-hmm. are willing to risk their lives, right. risk their families, risk their future, yeah. risk everything and yeah. really suffer, like mm-hmm. really suffer. Right. Because the gospel of Jesus is so good and yeah. so powerful and so wonderful. And, and, and so, so I think it's just for something them. for us to keep exploring. Yeah, right. What's the goodness of God right. that makes this gospel so, so um, strong in us yeah. that we're willing to face anything?
1: It's quite remarkable, and I mean, generally speaking, as North American Christians, we suffer pretty little uh, for our faith when it comes, when, on a global scale, when we think on a global scale of what people go through, even just to be able to call themselves a Christian, to just Mm -hmm. say, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, there's tremendous amounts of persecution, and so, uh, I mean... What kind of suffering have you experienced when you think of, if you can share, if you don't mind, like when it comes to being a Christian, what have you had to give up or go through uh, for the call of Christ?
2: I think the biggest thing for me personally mm-hmm. always was, mm-hmm. and perhaps still is, although less so now because yeah. I'm not 25 anymore, but it always was that I always wanted to be, you know, I always wanted to have a family, have a husband, mm-hmm. have kids, have the white picket fence I used to talk about. Yeah. And um, and that never happened. I mm-hmm. went overseas um, early on um, in, in my life and somehow I, I was on the sidelines there and, and, and marriage never happened. Mm-hmm. And so there always was that sense of um, loss, hmm. gap, whatever that word is. So uh, yeah. uh, a play, and that, and and again, that's um. It's not that my life hasn't been good mm-hmm. because it has, right? You know, and and in fact, one thing that 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 I was thinking about, just in terms of all of this suffering, sometimes the suffering that that I bring on myself, and perhaps we bring on ourselves, is that we decide what we need and how we want it and when we want it. Yeah. And so we say, oh, God, do that for me, and God doesn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. But it's not that He doesn't do it; doesn't give us what we need. Right. He does. Yeah. He just—it's not just A or B. Sometimes He's got C, D, E, and F. Right. And yeah. that's good. Yes. So I've had a good life. I have had a little bit of loss. I felt, mm. you know, in, in that, that, that personally, would, I would yeah. say the biggest, yeah. one of the biggest areas of grief for me. Um, but again, you know, I went to mainland China because mm-hmm. I, was, I was a missionary in Taiwan for many years. Yeah. And so more than once went to mainland China and sat in rooms with people. Mm. And one time I remember going, sitting in rooms with people who had been in prison the week before. Wow. It yeah. was just around Easter time. It was, they'd been in prison the week before for their faith. Yeah. And I sat in a room with them, mm. you know, wondering, is the not going to come on the door and what's yeah. going to happen? You know? Right, of course. Um, and, the, and they are just loving the Lord and mm. worshiping the Lord and singing at the top of their voices. And, oh, well, the, you know, the neighbors are going to hear it. Yep. Here we go. You wow. know, and whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, again, what have I suffered? Nothing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, in comparison, yeah. yeah.
1: I I love one thing that you said. You said sometimes we're suffering because we're just, we're asking God to do this thing, but God is really up to doing something else. I watched a preacher recently and they were saying, you know, when we pray specifically like, God answer my prayer like this, we're not limiting God because you can't, but we are limiting our experience of what God is doing in our life because we're not willing to look at any other outcome of where God is maybe at work in our life. Yeah. So how do we endure suffering? How do we walk through it as believers?
2: Well, again, and I think it's something you were mentioning, you know, some of those benefits mm-hmm. that we get, you mm-hmm. know, it's remembering, for me at least, it's remember, remembering how good God is. Mm. Yeah. It's remembering that before I knew God, I didn't have hope. In fact, I've told my story many times about being suicidal, being without hope and, you know, picking myself off the kitchen floor and being mad at God because I hear I, I can't even kill myself, yeah. you know. Wow. Um, but having found hope, having found myself as part of something that's bigger than me, mm-hmm. something that's meaningful, something that's a reason to wake up to in a day. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how people without Jesus find a reason really to wake up and and, and go on from day to day because there's a lot of difficulty that's out there and a lot of meaningless striving after this, that, and the other that Mm -hmm. can be here today and gone tomorrow. But the fact that we can wake up and know that God loves us personally, detail by detail of our life, Mm -hmm. and that's the good bits and the not-so-good bits. Yes, exactly. And in the midst of all of that, say, I want you to be part of something really wonderful that I'm doing. Hmm. I, I just find that I can't get my head around it. Yeah. I I've tried many, many times to get my head around that, but I can't. It's, it's, it's better. Yeah. It's better than what we hope. And so, therefore, when, when momentary bits and pieces of challenge come, mm. yeah, let's get beyond that. Mm-hmm. Let's look around that. Let's see above that mm-hmm. because there's a God who knows what's going on. Right. Yeah, and he's going to get us through.
1: Paul talks about that, I think, also. It's in Philippians, I think, where he says, he's speaking again of suffering. He says, these light momentary afflictions pale in comparison to the glory that is ours in Christ Jesus. Speaking of this coming hope, right? And in this passage, too, he talks about um, hope as well. He actually says that hope will not put us to shame. What does that mean? What do you think that means?
2: well, I just, just think we're not going to be disappointed. I mean, that's how, how, you know, how can we even begin to think that any promise that God has made to us is actually not going to come true? Hmm. I mean, again, Jesus died on the cross. He was willing to do whatever it took. He was mm-hmm. willing to suffer so that you and I could know this relationship of, of joy and 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 peace and all the things that we've just mentioned uh, yeah yeah joy and peace and 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 character and 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 goodness jesus died for that Mm -hmm. he kept that vision of his father's goodness in front of him right and if he was willing to do all of that suffer all of that can't i imagine he might be there for me
1: right when i go through
2: something that's difficult
1: right in the midst of it Yeah. yeah It and doesn't
2: feel good. I mean, never, suffering never feels good. Sure. You know, when you're disappointed, when you're this, when you're that, when you're wanting something to be done and it hasn't happened yet and you're, you thought that was going to happen and it didn't happen, that's mm-hmm. never a great moment. Right. But to know that in the middle of it all, again, those very familiar words to many of us, that we know that God works for good in all things, mm-hmm. for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. Right. Well, I try my best to love him. Yeah. You know, I don't always do things the way I want to, but I know I love him right. and I know I appreciate who he is. Yeah. And uh, so, therefore, I have to believe that he's working for good, yes, and that helps me get through tough times. Mm-hmm. There have been also times in life where I 've just said, okay god i don 't know what 's going on i don 't understand you know around me i don 't understand what 's in me, mm-hmm. but I know that you do, and therefore yeah. i 'm going to put myself into your care yeah. and allow you yeah. to take me forward and And as I work with people who are in the in, uh, working with their addictions through yeah. the twelve steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first three steps of the 12 steps talk about how our lives are unmanageable. Yeah, We're powerless to fix that. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty rotten place to be. Yeah, that's
1: a <laughs> poor feeling to have, yeah.
2: But that we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity, and then we give our will and our life into his care. Right. And I just love yeah. that we put ourselves in God's care. Yeah. Everything else can find its place right. if we're in God's care, I yeah. think. And it's a, yeah, it's keeping that perspective, right? And I know before the episode, you
1: even said it's about keeping that in front of us, right? A vision for what is to come or, you know, what makes this suffering worthwhile is in light of what we have to gain in the end of it.
2: And And I was mentioning to you just before we went on the air about about my mother. Mm -hmm. You know, my mother gave birth 12 times. Wow. 12 kids you know I'm number seven we used to say in my family I used to say in my family well there's number seven is the number for completion perfection (laughs) and then they'd always say to me well if she got perfection why'd she keep having more (laughs) (laughs) but the point is she I mean birth we know I don't think it was any easier the 12th time around than the first time around I mean I'm sure you've been there for for when your wife's given birth I I haven't been there but it's I I don't want to be yes um but somehow, for the joy that was before her, mm-hmm. is willing to endure those right. birth pangs. And yep. and, um, and I also, I, I just, those verses in Hebrews, I love. Mm. Um, that we should run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Mm. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him. Mm-hmm. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of wow. the throne of God. Yeah. I mean... Jesus put joy before him. I can't imagine him hanging on that cross with joy, wow, but somehow he did yeah, yeah, and so it will change our experience during suffering as
1: well if we do the same thing, right? We it, remember the what is set before us. I actually love the picture that you painted of your mom too, and I'm re- reflecting back to the birth of my kids, and the transformation that happens for moms who were just enduring suffering in the moment that they're holding their yeah. newborn now, mm-hmm. right? It's the joy, mm-hmm. right? And they did it all for this moment, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that that's also um, a similar thing, ours to gain in Jesus one day, right? Yeah. That these light afflictions pale in comparison to what is ours in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and the lovely thing is that honestly, for most of us, we don't even have to wait till we get to heaven. Mm. I mean, that's going to be lovely when yeah. we do. Right. But they are light and momentary because we get past them, and right. then there there are seasons of joy oh, and goodness, good. and seasons yeah. of challenge. Yeah. Yes. But then there's there's lots of times yeah. where we, you know, where we can just experience that goodness of God right in the present that's so much more i mean i for myself Mm -hmm. it's a whole lot more than all that hopelessness and meaninglessness and stupidness that i had when i was trying to live life on my own i'll take some suffering on the way right you know for for what it means to to walk with god right um which i haven't had much of again i say but i'll take that Mm -hmm. as compared to feeling like i belong right feeling like i'm part of something yeah feeling that i'm known cared for lifted up taken forward I'll take it. We can
1: experience it. Oh, absolutely! Presence of God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good, Elsie. It's been so fun having you with us today. Would you mind? We're going to transition to an interview with one of our members of our church, Richard. But before we go, could you pray for our church? If there's people who are maybe walking through a season of difficulty or suffering, could you pray for them? Sure. Yeah. Thank you,
2: Lord. You're such a good God, and you care for us so so deeply. We're grateful that we can put our lives into your care and know that you will do for us all that we need and so much more. And so, Lord, I do. I pray blessing on those who today are experiencing that, that, the heaviness, the squeezing, the disappointment, the, whatever the difficulties are, Lord, that are bringing suffering into their life today. I pray, God, that you will make yourself known to them. I pray that your comfort and your goodness will come alive in their hearts, even in a surprising way. Like, how do I feel this? Lord, I pray that they would just experience mm-hmm. something of your goodness today that will take them through this day lord i'm so glad we don't have to do more than today and uh, i pray that in this one day lord that you will fill their hearts fill their minds with your care your comfort your blessing your goodness in jesus name
0: church thank you for listening to the unpacking sunday podcast We had so much fun talking with Elsie and Richard. We wanted to make sure that we gave Richard the time he deserves with his powerful testimony. So we're going to hit pause on this episode and we're going to start right away with Josh and Richard in the second part of suffering. We'll see you there.